Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Fright Cast. This is episode number 80. We are still stuck in quarantine, clearly, because we have all four of us on the Zoom cam. Here we are. I am your host for the evening, the afternoon, excuse me. I am Greg the Movie Guy. I am not sponsored by Surge, but I wish I was. To my above, I have the doctor of everything else is Patrick. Hey everybody, how's it going? To my top right, we have our Scream Queen, Maddie. Hey you hunger downers. I like that. And to my right, we have country singer, the other guy in the room, Joshua. Uh, fuck you. I cleared, <laughs> I cleared my throat right in the middle of your like, intro, and now I'm like, do we need to go back and do this shit again? Because I may have fucked up. I'll introduce you as a country singer again. That's fine. No, no, no. Don't do that. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Let's get this from Rascal walking. Flats. <laughs> All right, look, right. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to bail. I'm going to take this shit off. I'm going to bomb out of here. And we're going to have country jokes for the next hour. Oh, we're done. We're done. <laughs> I'll be good. I'll be good there. Let's rock and roll. We've got, uh, oh, we have something we're bringing back. It is. We are bringing it back. We got a couple articles here. So, uh, I think uh, Josh and Patrick both had something. So either one of you guys, take it away. I mean, I didn't really have a whole... I mean, I had something that it's not going to be like a whole thing, but and, and I wonder... So I saw that the new Saw film is being pushed to May of 2021. I don't know... I, I That makes me wonder how many other films or horror films coming out this year are going to push back also. I don't remember when the original release was supposed to be. It was this uh, month. Was it this month? Okay. I feel like other horror films are later on in the year, so they might be a little more safe. But yeah, I wonder how many uh, other films are going to kind of follow suit. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's kind of the thing, because I was even talking about this for someone that I know that's getting married later this year. It's like, well, do you keep your original date for this fall and risk maybe not everything being back or do you push it back a year to when everybody and their dog is also having this because i think a lot of people are pushing a year back just in case but yeah, if everyone... kind of what my daughter's doing with her wedding uh they're still going to get married on their wedding date but then postponing the reception until it's a time they feel more comfortable that people actually feel comfortable coming out yeah because i mean you can release a movie let's say you release it in June, but how many people are really going to be comfortable going out and being in a space with a bunch of people in June, even if the restrictions have kind of been like lifted. Yeah. And that'll kind of lead into our topic today because I'm kind of surprised they didn't just release this to VOD. Mm -hmm. Right. Like a lot of the other summer movies are going to be doing. So yeah, it's really interesting to hear that. I, I think it's going to turn into a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation where if you push back, that's that's great and all. But now all of a sudden you're going to have movie studios pushing all of their movies back into a 2021 release, which means every weekend is going to be like 16 different blockbusters on the same night. So it's going to be 
kind of a, a shit show going into 2021. Whereas if you release VOD now, there's no real telling if you had a, a good showing or not, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think uh, I saw or I read that there's another movie that got pushed back to October. So I think Halloween Kills that day is come that weekend is going up against the new Batman movie. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you do that? Pay for them, but right? <laughs> you you bend over and you take it. Right. I mean, there's some... shoot the new Batman movie. Because it didn't think... seem too long ago that we heard the announcement of Pattinson playing Batman. Right, but usually when they announce that stuff, they get rolling pretty quickly. Mm. I mean, they've had, so I'm they've assuming had, that they've got a lot shot. They've definitely released some images from it. Yeah. I mean, like, there are some horror movies that come out that I'm like, what's the Venn diagram of that horror franchise and Batman? Like, how what overlap is that? But, like, I feel like Halloween and Batman fans might kind of get a little bit of an overlap there. Yeah, yeah that's all I really had for, for news and like Patrick said, that'll kind of blend into our topic. Yeah. 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 And then the only thing I have is that, uh, you know, that how every year at the Oscars, they do the in memoriam for all the people that died that year. And they always leave out all the people that are significant in the horror genre and the actors that horror fans really care about. Well, uh, horror host Joe Bob Briggs has put together his own touching tribute. And I believe it's on YouTube right now. And it pays memorial to horror actors uh, who've died in the past recent years. Do you know some of them that were on that list? I, think? I, I do not know. I'm sure like Sid Haig right. is on there. And I think that's probably what motivated him to do this. Mm-hmm. Because right. that was such a, Sid Haig was such a, a big icon at the end of his career. To not mention him was ridiculous. Right. Yeah, he did, a bunch, he did a bunch outside of the horror genre before he... Right. I mean, he had a really good film career. You know, his horror side left out. He still right. should have been mentioned in that in memorial. Right. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about, like, why horror movies are sometimes left out of the Oscars. And I mean, like, our one today should be nowhere near the Oscars ever. But, like, what some people don't realize is, like, these, like, 70s and 80s and 90s horror movies, like, they walked so that fucking hereditary bullshit could run. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, all your, like, classier horror movies that are coming into the Oscars now, those all came from your old school, like, slasher horror movies. Like, have some fucking respect. You don't have to like them. You don't have to nominate them for anything. But right. have some respect. Come on. That's yeah. probably why I don't watch the Oscars, because I'm like, disrespectful little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then that was, in the interest of time, the news. Let's keep on rolling. We've all had a week to uh, kind of dump our uh, our cues on streaming, so what has everybody been watching? I've actually kind of revisited some old favorites, just kind of in general. They haven't all been horror. I watched Jeepers Creepers too, which is great. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Like, I'll fight you. Come on. Uh, I'm not I'm not judging. Not at all. <laughs> and then I watched, this is kind of weird, but one of my favorite movies is Breakfast at Tiffany's, and I rewatched that the other day. I know a white girl who likes Breakfast at Tiffany's. How fucking iconic. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I actually just finished rewatching just like 10 minutes before the cast. Um, I watched Requi- Requiem for a Dream, you know, the most cheerful movie of all time. That's, that's depressing walking into the cast. <laughs> 
hey, every once in a while, especially like, you know, when I'm stuck in the house, I need to be reminded not to do heroin, you know? <laughs> that's, that, that's I usually weird. watch the basketball diaries when I need that reminder. <laughs> we all have our movie that we watch when we're like, hey. Our, our, our dare to keep ourselves off drugs movies. I know. Like, the, that did me more than, like, the poor lady that came in and talked to us about dare and sixth grade they should have just shown that and been like right hey watch this movie i know girl guys do you want to lose your arm girls do you want to be a prostitute like can we all probably have been like no you're right <laughs> i'll just oh, the weed. <laughs> there you go there you go josh what have you been watching uh yeah so elizabeth and i wrapped up barry season two really bummed out because no season three right now again it's a really good show so we wrapped it and finished it, and we just wanted more. Um, it ends on such a cliffhanger that you're just like, God damn it! You know, you want you want to find more and and and, uh, and keep going. But we finished that, and then Friday we started watching the six part miniseries on Netflix called Waco. That show you need to check out. I was very skeptical walking into that. We finished it in like a day and a half. It's it's really, really good. And it brought, I mean, finished it last night and I, then I just fell down this like David Tribodeau, David uh, Cashelby is the name, uh, like Waco Rabbit Hole on YouTube and just watched all this shit. It's really good. So, this is the cult the thing? Things, yeah. Yeah, I'm checking it's, it out. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I'll um, But yeah, those are the two main things I really watched this week. So, yeah. All right. Patrick, what do you got? Yeah, Rachel and I started season three of Ozark. We've been kind of binging that, watching a couple episodes every night, past couple of weeks. I highly recommend that series. Jason Bateman is just really amazing in it. Laura Linney is just a ferocious, her character is such a ferocious bitch. Just amazing acting all around and captivating, uh, brutal, violent. It's the writing and direction is just amazing. So if you can check out Ozark, check out Ozark. That's on Netflix. That's we're starting that next. Yeah, it's really good. Then I started catching a couple episodes of a new Ryan Murphy show called Hollywood. I believe that's also on Netflix. Yep. And that is about a group of aspiring actors in post-World War II Hollywood trying to make it in the business. And it's really strongly heavy on kind of like the the gay side of Hollywood because it was so taboo at that time and just really interesting. Kind of a typical Ryan Murphy style, but he's able, since it's Netflix, he's able to push the envelope just a little bit more than he can on cable TV. Is it a musical? It is not. Okay. <laughs> and they're, they're actually throwing in uh, actual uh, people who've lived. Like there's uh, Rock Hudson is a character. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Noel Coward, a few other people. And then mixing in fictitious characters with them. And it's called Hollywood on Netflix. It's called Hollywood, Hollywood is the title and it's on Netflix. And I believe it's on Netflix, yes. All right. Very good. Well, I haven't had a lot of stuff to watch. I've been kind of just working through a lot of stuff that I've already seen. Uh, one thing that I've been wanting to check out, though, is a, uh, a recommended series, just because I am missing sports, something fierce, was recommended The Last Dance, the, about the, the last season the Chicago Bulls won the national championship, the NBA title. And I just, it's been blown away so far. I've gotten through all four episodes in an afternoon. Can't wait to check out the next two episodes that are up tonight. 
I just I love documentaries on stuff like that, getting to see the behind the scenes and actually getting to talk to the athletes now about what they were going through at that time is just absolutely fascinating what journeys they all went down to get to that point. So uh, if you get a chance to check that out, The Last Dance is on ESPN streaming. It says it's produced by Netflix. I need to double check on that for sure. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I feel like they'd have a little bit more marketing on it if it was. So uh, ESPN for sure is on there. And then the other thing I watched, I've been waiting for this to come out for a while, was the movie Extraction dropped uh, about a week ago, the Chris Hemsworth war action type movie. It was good. Very, very impressed by it. There's not much for story, which I was bummed about. But if you want a good action movie, give it a watch because they got some great action. Uh, Hemsworth does a great job stepping outside of his Marvel comic look and role. It just does a really great job. So check out Extraction. All right. So that is what we have been watching. We're going to jump over to our topic. We've got a really good topic today. We uh, we started debating a lot of this right before we got on to Facebook Live. And Maddie so thoughtfully told us to shut the f- up and save it for the cast. So here we go. We are uh, we're talking about horror movies and their typical release. Uh, a lot of horror movies we've been seeing or a lot of movies we've been seeing have been getting uh, video on demand, rental, streaming releases. And once this whole bullshit quarantine isolation thing is over, we're wondering, should horror movies continue to get theatrical releases or should they move to a, a video on demand streaming rental type situation? So let's, uh, let's, let's dive into that. For me, like I've talked to you before, I don't really like going to the movies. So I kind of just wait until they come out. But also, like, when Netflix was first a thing, I don't know if anyone remembers when you had to, like, get the DVDs in the mail, it wasn't streaming, there was still a pretty good hang time between when the movie came out in the theaters and when it kind of ended and when it came out on, like, DVD. So you had, like, a few months. Now it's just kind of, like, turning over. And I think there's a lot shorter time between the theatrical release and when it becomes available for, like, the mass masses to watch. And, like, I'll be honest, except for, like, the three of y'all, none of my friends really go to the movies. I think that's, like, a really, like, big, like, movie people thing, is they like that experience. Like, I think a lot of people anymore just kind of are, like, because we talk, you guys kind of touched on this, too. It's so freaking expensive. Like, it's, like, $20. If you don't sneak your booze in, it's another, like, whatever. If you don't, like, put popcorn under your shirt and, like, be like, I don't know what you're talking about, officer, then, like, that's another (laughs) expense. So, like, it's just so expensive to go to the movies, and I think so many people anymore are like, well, I can pay $40 to take my whole family to the movies, another, like, 30 for snacks, or I can pay $5 to watch it at home. I think a lot of people are going towards that, but I don't really know what the horror market is. You know what I mean? Like, I, as I said, I know a lot of my friends don't really go to the movies. So maybe just keep it going. And, like, there are some movies that I think should be seen in the theaters. Like, the ones with big action scenes, lots of... It, I mean, if there are horror movies like that. But, like, I kind of get irritated sometimes when I go to horror movies because there's always a group of little teenage bitches who are back there, like, giggling, like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, and it ruins the whole experience if you're sitting there trying to be scared. Like, I don't give a fuck, Tiffany. You and Jason need to work it <laughs> out later somewhere else. So, and if you have, like, a tension-filled movie and there's somebody in the background being a shithead, 
that ruins it, and I'd rather watch and have that experience at home. So I guess fun it, fact: this is this this is the same Tiffany that writes the horror articles that they're so scared they vomit. Yeah, and really, she's just back there. <laughs> she stole her daddy's fucking tequila, and she's back there sick, drinking in the movie theater. Like that's why she's throwing up. Tiffany's a bitch. But yeah, I. I'm I'm kind of torn about this. I don't really care either way. I'm still probably not gonna hustle my ass out to the theaters. For me, like I I get I see both sides of it, which kind of sucks because it makes it very difficult to make the decision. Yeah, I I 100 get that theaters are expensive, and they're doing that so that they can stay alive at this point. Mm-hmm. And because production values are getting so much more expensive, and I don't know if a lot of you know. And this isn't just to the three of you, but to whoever's watching, all three, four, I just saw somebody drop out. Whoever's watching this, theaters only make their profits from concession stands. That is why they're so expensive. All ticket yeah. sales go back to the movie studios, which sucks. I've read a lot of articles where theater owners have caught people theater hopping to see movies. Most of the time, they don't care because they don't see a dime from that. For me personally, it is the experience of going to the movies. I don't care how big of a budget, how small of a budget. Sitting in those theaters and watching that theater or watching that, that movie on that big screen, it's it's my happy place. It's the one thing that I absolutely love to do day in and day out. And for horror movies, I, I can understand where a VOD, a streaming, or a at-home rental situation works out for them. But you're still taking away from the ambiance that the big theater can give you and you just you can't get that at home you know you don't have the 7.1 digital surround sound to the effect that a movie theater does and i i think that that is where you're losing a lot of what the directors and the producers are trying to give you outside of the story they want to give you that bigger larger than life feel of going and seeing this story told on screen and that's why i feel like if you're going to do it give it a give it a small release maybe like a month release and then throw it on to vod but don't take away the movie theater experience. Yeah, that's a good compromise, I think. Well, and, and could you drop could you drop both of them at the same time in the theater and VOD and give everybody the option? Because there are people like Maddie who do not like going out to a movie theater, and so and then there's people like Greg who's like the movie theater experience is like the end all. So like give people that option of I want to stay home and watch it in the comfort of my own home, or I want the experience, because part of the theater experience is watching it with a big group of people who appreciate that same that same thing. And so you're getting the audience reaction around you, and you're getting that group experience of sitting around a bunch of people that you don't know, but are getting this like really great experience from that horror film that you're watching, um, reactions around you, um, and stuff like that. And so that's part of it for me is when I do go see a horror film. Now, granted, I, it's been a while since I've seen a horror film with a full audience because uh, they just, they don't sell. I don't feel like they sell that well, or they don't sell that well where we are. I don't know how they do outside of Nebraska. But here, whether you go on a Tuesday afternoon for five bucks or a Friday night, it's never really full. Um, but yeah, it's the movie-going experiences, you know, is part of of seeing that movie. But I think giving a VOD option at the same time would be just as well, especially if theaters aren't making any money from that ticket sale. Who fucking cares if you're seeing it in a theater or 
the move the money's going to the same place, right? So from the from the producer's point of view, you're saying yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think switching to VOD or having that be a consideration that takes precedence over a theatrical release is actually, I mean, it could potentially hurt both of them. Definitely hurting the local theaters because uh, obviously they're not making any money whatsoever. However, if a production company releases to VOD, they immediately open themselves up to piracy. Whereas before, at least they would have a few months head start of only getting revenue from the theatrical release. The moment they go digital, they open themselves up to piracy. So they're not going to be making as much as they would with a theatrical release followed by VOD. However, at times like this, when yes, we can't get out, maybe they should consider doing the VOD to keep the interest going, to make sure that, that we are getting our slices of that pie of entertainment. Right. Well, I don't like, know what, what the preferred method should be, but I kind of like the idea of taking all of that into consideration and say, maybe we're making too much money off these movies anyway and give something back to the people who do support us. Well, and like with movies like Saw or Spiral or whatever the hell it's called, that they're pushing back. It's like, are you guys going to re-advertise for this? Because, like, are people going to forget? Like, I know by, ne- like, we've talked about this a million times, but we've seen a movie and, like, like advertise, and then it doesn't come out for, like, four or five, six months, like Antler. Like, I totally forgot that movie was a thing. So it's like, are p- you guys going to spend all this money, like, re-advertising this movie and re-like, amping it up? because people are going to forget that's just how it works right when if you're like and you know what i totally support movies pushing their dates back for everybody's safety and stuff if that's what they want to do that's totally fine yeah it's like you do know to keep the interest and to keep people going to that movie when it does come out you're gonna have to spend some more money like re-getting that spark back from everybody it, I think playbooks are out the window at this point. You know, movie theaters, uh, studios have got to be scrambling just to figure out what they can do because, yeah, this is going to take a hit on their industry, probably one of the hardest outside of like the, well, not even necessarily the restaurants because you can't, you can still go to restaurants and do like to go and take out, whereas you are not going to the movie theaters. The only way you can get them is through VOD. So they're, they're going to have to, to draw up a whole new playbook just to figure this out. A buddy of mine. In Texas, movie theaters reopen there, so movie theaters oh, are okay. here right now. They're not showing; they're, they're showing though like old classics. They're showing the Goonies and and stuff oh, like that right now. That's fun. Then, I want to go to there. <laughs> and then you know they're selling all their concessions for real low prices just to get people to come back and reintroduce that experience to them. Uh, but they're not mm-hmm. showing nothing new's coming out, so. Right. They're not picking up new content. They're taking old classics and saying, hey, come see this. But drive-in movie theaters apparently are thriving across the country because they're doing, they've been doing the same thing. They're taking old classics and throwing them up in a, in a parking lot just to keep people entertained right now. That's the thing with Universal and why they, inter- they, they dropped that film they dropped uh, so early was because it was 
Trolls. It was Trolls World Tour or some shit. They have kids stuck at, parents know they have kids stuck at home that can't go out and there's no entertainment. So Mm -hmm. I feel like they dropped that just to be like, hey guys, here's something for you all to enjoy because you can't leave to go enjoy anything. Yeah. And then they made billion dollars. Well, and by doing that, I think they're kind of setting themselves up to look better when this is all over. Because I know me, and not just with like movie, like studios or whatever. I'm taking I'm taking account of what companies are doing something for to help people out during this time. I'm thinking of the companies that are putting stuff together for people, or still doing takeout, or still doing something to keep people entertained or whatever. And I'm gonna keep giving them my business after this all is over because i'm like you guys obviously give a shit about your customers like i mean and part of it is yeah they need to keep making money to keep themselves alive i mean that's absolutely part of it but just like i appreciate companies especially like smaller local companies thinking outside the box and just like keep hustling like that's awesome so i I think we're, we're dancing around it we've kind of briefly mentioned it with with this whole universal thing AMC and uh, it was the Royal Regal Theaters. Royal Theaters? Theaters, yeah. Regal. Regal? Yeah. Yeah. They are supposedly banning the showing of any Universal produced movies from here on out because of what they did with Trolls World Tour by sending it before theaters to VOD and AMC and Regal supposedly losing a whole bunch of money. Who cares? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to crap on theaters. Obviously, you know what my, my stance is on going to the theaters. Go to the theaters because you get the experience. AMC has long been a thorn in theatrical sides. They are just a terrible, terrible theater. I hate going to AMC theaters. They're disgusting. The service is terrible. I just, I only go there if it's a one-time movie that I want to absolutely watch. I will bite the bullet. But, they're they're shooting themselves in the foot here because as soon as this whole thing is over and people are allowed to go back to theaters, nobody's going to go back to AMC. Nobody's going to go back to uh, Regal Theaters because Universal holds a pretty decent market share on movies that are being produced through their studios. Yeah, yeah. just to kind of reiterate, the, the horror films that will not come out in AMC or Regal Theaters, if they do that, uh, are big, big franchise films. I mean... Uh, let's see, Halloween Kills, Universal, Candyman, Universal, uh, the new Purge film, Universal. I mean, there's, they're gonna lose. They're shooting themselves in the foot by not doing it. Yeah. Like, do mm-hmm. that a little bit, get over it, move on, but understand how much money you're gonna lose if you're not gonna do it. It's gonna be quite a bit with, with those films, I think. I mean, they're smaller, like Antlers, they're not. Not gonna lose any money if they don't show that movie. You know what I mean? I don't think some of the bigger franchises that are that the names that people know, they're gonna lose money by not showing those. Things. Well, I kind of like to hear. I don't know if anybody's watching us or listening right now. If you live outside the Lincoln or Omaha area, like, is your AMC theater nice? Because like, do we have one in Lincoln? <laughs> Like, no, yeah. this is an actual question. Okay, so there's not one in Lincoln, and the one in Omaha, someone got stabbed at. So, the, like, that's just kind of, like, giving you a little There's two pain. in Omaha. There's two in Omaha. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone's gotten stabbed at each. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. <laughs> I think kind of the way that theaters are going, though, is, like, I like the more 
and I've never been to Alamo Draft House, but there was a couple when I lived in Oregon that were kind of like the Alamo Draft Houses, where they had alcohol and they had times where you couldn't bring kids in the theater because I'm sorry, that's really obnoxious when it's like 10 o'clock and you're watching a rated R movie and like Timmy's down there screaming. You're just like, really, you, you can afford a movie theater trip, but you can afford a sitter, like, bitch. But, um... <laughs> you know what I mean like I think movie theaters that have are making more of an experience out of it like you can go get dinner and a movie or you can sit there with a beer or whatever I think they're the ones that I think are going to pull out of this going forward because I think that's a lot better than you know just sitting there with some popcorn that someone made six days ago yeah I think places like the Alamo are going to do well yeah and And they should that's that's the that's the hardest part for me to, to wrap my head around with AMC being up here in Omaha because we have the two theaters. We also have two Alamo Draft Houses. I think we are one of a few cities in the nation that has two Alamo Draft House theaters in Omaha. We also have Marcus theaters all over the place. They are all doing the the full experience, the dining experience, the alcohol, the whatever whatnot, making it someplace that people can spend an entire evening and not feel bad about it. I do not see that from AMC. It's like they're just they're just kind of being drug along in the back of the boat and like whatever. Here's yeah. our crappy theater. Hope you find a movie you like. Yeah, they're the relic. Just to yeah, kind of, exactly. Just to kind of pull this horror thing back into this real quick and and go. Oh into yes, this. we are a horror podcast, aren't we? And yeah, that's <laughs> no, no, cool. Uh, being scary. No, no, no. I, just uh, just kind of posing a question: Is there a horror film? Uh, that you remember seeing that you felt was a better experience seeing it on a big screen versus watching it in your home? Like, do you feel like you missed out? Like, if you didn't see it in the theater, but you watched it on your home and your whatever TV, do you feel like you missed out on that experience because you didn't see it in the theater? I, th- For me personally, I would prefer to see it at a movie theater. There's something about the way the sound is at a theater, because when it comes to horror, great sound design really makes or breaks a film. And you just can't get that at home. You need that kind of surround sound going on when you hear that noise from behind you. Right. Which I just think is amazing. And unless you're, you know, lucky enough to have that surround set up at home, you're going to miss out on all of that. Right. And to and to me, I just really enjoy watching movies on a big screen. So for me personally, I think almost any movie okay. I would prefer to see on the screen and and on the big screen, and that I would be missing out by just watching it at home. Cool. It's, uh, one of the uh, one of the biggest things. Sorry, Maddie. One of the the biggest examples I can come up with was when I went and saw House of a Thousand Corpses on the big screen. And I think to the, the as many times as I've seen that at home, I have a 60-inch TV, which it does good. But I think the thing with horror is you see this thing and it's 10 times what you expect it to normally be. And I think that's part of the, the frightening enhancement that the theater does for you is it makes that thing larger than life. And that's why I think that you should be seeing these movies in theaters to give you that more experience. Also, Patrick, the sound is incredible what they can do with that. You know, you can have somebody walking behind you and there'll be nothing on the screen. That's incredible what they can do. So theatrical experience, I, I'll be there every weekend if I can get to it. 
there's a couple like older horror movies that I think it would have been really cool to see in theaters. Like I would have loved to watch Psycho in the theaters for the first time. Oh yeah. Um, but then I've also had some really terrible theater experiences. Like when I went to go see Freddy versus Jason, which came out in like 2003. So like, let's not talk about how old I was. Um, I just remember it being a shit show. Like the guy next to me jerked off and like, we talked about how young I I'm was. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Patrick. Um, <laughs> and like, just there was a whole family behind me and that was a shit show and just the whole thing was a shit show like it was one of my first horror movies that i'd seen so i was kind of like i mean this is great but i was still like i fear i'm feeling some real fear here and it's not from freddie or jason it's from uh, mr happy pants over here but like i don't know as i said i <laughs> my thing is like if i want to go to a movie theater and watch something like psycho like, I better be with some, like, hardcore horror fans who all know to, like, shut their mouths and, like, just sit down, be quiet, and watch the movie. And, like, that just doesn't happen anymore. Everyone's on their phone. Everybody is doing whatever. They're jerking off next to an 11-year-old. Like, you know, just whatever they're fucking doing. <laughs> it's just kind of like, no, no. <laughs> I can do that at home and have an older man jerk off next to me, and it's not as weird because I've known him for like ten years. And I have to go to a movie theater and dodge traffic, so yeah, uh, or you know, just yeah, um, yeah. Anybody um, else have anything they want to throw down? Josh, sorry, you got something? No, no. no. I was kind of curious to see if you probably you missed out on anything by not seeing a, a horror film in a movie theater. I would 100% go to these drive through theaters. Like, if they, like, make a resurgence, like, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Right. Me that too. Like, I, I really, like, uh, I was older when I went to the drive through for the first time, but, like, I I would love horror films to make uh, resurgence in, uh, in drive-in movie theaters. Because that's where I feel like you should really see it. That's a whole nother experience, I think. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Great discussion. Great discussion. Glad we uh, got to talk that one up. So let's roll on next. We've got Maddie, who is harboring our villain versus villain. Woohoo! Okay, so we got the Wolfman Ooh. versus Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog. Well, that worked out well. <laughs> nice. Now, is there a specific Wolfman? Like, is this universal 1930s Wolfman, or is this... Benicio del Toro. Um, I Wolfman don't. From... I don't care. Wrap them all up into one. It's actually okay. Wolfman Jack from 1950s radio shows. <laughs> I'm going with Cujo then. <laughs> I don't freaking know. Like, it's <laughs> <That was> terrible. <laughs> How about you go with this, Maddie? Movie-wise, which one would you prefer? I love the movie Cujo. I know it's not great. I know it's kind of boring, but, like... I love Cujo. I, like, Cujo was one of the first, like, books I read as a young... Not, like, when I was, like, five. I did not learn to read from Cujo. My mom was not a masochist. But, uh... Stephen King. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One dog, two dogs, three dog, dead dog. Um, (laughs) No, it was one of the first Stephen King books that I read. And so, and I think I was, like, eight or nine or something. And I really liked it, and then I saw the movie, and, like, I love St. Bernard's, (laughs) so 
I'd probably go with that. Although, like, Wolfman's great, but he's never... I've liked, like, um, The Mummy and, like, Dracula more if we're, like, looking at that classic monster. And also, like, unless they're fighting during a full moon... Come on. Next. <laughs> yeah, the universal Wolfman just, to me, was not all that intimidating. But the lore behind it is really good, as opposed to a rabid dog. It is one of the Stephen King books that I just wasn't really thrilled with. And I know people do like the movie, but personally, I don't. So if I'm going to put lycanthropy against rabid dogs, I'm going to go with the Wolfman on this. Based on default, because I actually haven't seen Cujo yet, um, I will side with the Wolfman. Um, I got the chance to watch that, I think, last Halloween or our last 31 days of Horror Challenge or two years ago, whatever it was. I actually got to watch that and I was really excited to check that out because it was one of the better universal monster movie made, monster movies that have been made. I Again, I can't speak too closely to the comparison between the two uh, just because I haven't seen Cujo, but I'm making a note to watch that for our next 31 days of Horror Challenge. But for me, it's The Wolfman. Yeah, uh, in defense, Greg, I like Benicio Del Toro's Wolfman, but Film-wise, uh, if I had to go with a film, I would pick Cujo every day, twice on Sunday. I just think that movie is way more entertaining than, I, I like Patrick kind of said, the lore and, and the story and everything behind The Wolfman is, is, is interesting, but I think it's kind of boring. I remember seeing Cujo for the first time and just being super down with that film, so I would go Cujo. So we okay. got a tie, half and half. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a tiebreaker so we'll just leave it at that <laughs> yep there we go alright that was the discussion of who is better the Wolfman or Cujo we're going to roll into our finale here which is our review we watched a movie today called Sharkensaw you heard me right Sharkensaw Women Prison Massacre Patrick you got the beats Arkansas Women's Prison Massacre 2015 showing on Tubi TV running an hour 24. A group of female prisoners are sent to work on the Arkansas Bayou, but the body of water has become overrun by a pack of vicious prehistoric sharks. IMDb rating 3.1. Metacritic score not available. Rotten Tomato critic score not available. And the Rotten Tomato audience score 32%. And that is hey, Arkansas Women's Prison Massacre. Why did you pick this movie? Okay. So I had picked another movie. I think it was either a French or Spanish horror movie, and it wasn't available on streaming. And the next film up that I had picked was really serious, and it was kind of a difficult-to-watch one. So, And I kind of thought Antrim was kind of serious, so I was like, oh, well, let's just kind of pick something fun. And so I popped on 2BTV and it said, because you watched Velocipaster, here's what we recommend. And that was the first one that popped up. So I just want to say that technically this was Greg's fault. (laughs) 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 Technically. That was my my first thought when I started watching this was, okay, this is, this is Maddie getting back at me picking Velocipaster. So. No, it actually was just like my, it was the recommended because I watched that piece of trash. Right. Right. Technically, this is Greg's fault. <laughs> awesome. I'll take the penalty box for that one. 
<laughs> Who wants to talk about Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre? Okay, I'll go, I'll go first. You know, because greatness comes in many forms, and Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre is one of those few movies that perfectly captures all aspects of cinematography. It's suspenseful. It's dramatic. It's uh, it's above all pure genius. Waiting for the it other shoe to drop. Total dog shit is what this movie is. <laughs> you know, I. It, I I will completely concede that, I mean, this is a made-for-TV movie. This came out when all these Sharknado things were coming out. I can see why this movie was made, and I can understand that this does have an audience. That audience just is not me at all. People dig these trashy type of movies, and and I don't, personally. (laughs) So for me to say that... This is total dog shit. That's just because I don't like these type of movies. Somebody else will say, you know what? I accept it for what it is, that it's made for TV. It's not meant to be high-end entertainment, and I get a kick out of these. It's kind of like the same people who love the Hallmark movies. That's not for me, but they find entertainment in it themselves. So I'm not going to dog on the people who do dig these movies, but for me personally, this was dog shit. It really, really was. The only thing that was worth it in this movie was the the older guard, but he was actually a pretty damn good actor. Yeah, and the working, guy who lived. Yeah, and, and working with what he was given, I thought I thought he did a fine job. Everybody else was really horrible. There were characters in there that didn't need to be there at all. They were just fillers, and it was so obvious they were working on the smallest budget available. Uh, if you, I don't know if you noticed this, but the van. At the beginning, the, uh, from the fracking company, had the same license plate number as the uh, prison van. They just changed the magnetic signs on the side of the van. And all so, of their on, props on. and all of the props and FX came straight out of Spirit Halloween. So I, I got to ask because there was the moment in there where they changed from the prison van to the van with the blue stripes. Mm-hmm. So I, they had to at one time have <laughs> two vans. Right. However, I think one of the vans they used twice because I am 90% sure that the stripes on the van with the blue stripes, I'm pretty sure that was painter's tape. Oh, very well could have been. Because if it, there was one spot where there was pretty close. You could see the bubbles. Mm-hmm. You could see it bubbled up. Yeah. So that's so, production I mean, value. Other than that, production value pretty low. Uh, they used a lot of, I think they used a lot of stock for like their underwater scenes. Once again, the writing, not great. Acting, not great. But it also wasn't as good as some of the, I don't want to say exploitative, but more like the the Up at Night movies or the Elvira movies, where there was like a lot of boobs. There was like nothing of that. So I, I couldn't quite figure out who the audience was for, but it was made for TV. So I don't know. I can't remember if there was any profanity in it. Yes, there was. Was there? Okay. It wasn't a lot, but there was a couple. So it was probably made for a cable company like or something like that. Yeah. But so, once again, not not for me. I will have to say that the best thing about this movie was the title. Greg made a comment before he watched this movie about, uh, oh, please tell me this is not going to go into like the porn way. And I was going to write back, you're going to wish this was porn. <laughs> that I had I had that written down on my notes here saying. Yeah. This is straight going into a porno. It didn't end. even reach that. Well, I really that wish it would have gone level. into a porno. 
But here's the deal. When I was watching this movie, I was like, this looks really fucking awful, and yet this looks really fucking familiar. And the director is Jim Wynorski, mm-hmm. and everything made sense after I figured out who directed this movie. Because <laughs> there's a documentary you should find. It's called Papatopoulos, and it's a documentary about him, but it's also him making another movie in this documentary. He makes these movies on no budget, and he makes them in, like, three days. So he cranks these movies out like there's no tomorrow. It's it's like, what's popular right now? I'm going to put that thing in the title. And the fact that there was not one boob in this movie, and it was directed by him, I was waiting for it. Because it's crazy for him. It's not really a thing. If you... Uh, know the stuff he does, the fact that the, every other five minutes one of those girls was not naked was not, it was crazy. It's it's not a real thing. Go back and look at some of his stuff and you will be amazed that there was not one boob in this movie. Hmm. Um, it's just... No, I think there was plenty of boobs in this movie, just not just physical not, boobs. Yeah. It's just in not the flesh. what he does. But yeah, I, I was able to watch this film a lot easier once I figured out who made this movie uh, because you knew what was coming and what it was going to be. So because of that, I'm not going to go out and say I enjoyed this movie because I did not enjoy this movie at all. But um, I was able to accept it a little easier because I knew the filmmakers saw so. And Josh, I just looked up Jim Wynorski on IMDb, and it says that he is responsible for over 150 varied motion pictures. So yeah. you're absolutely right. He's cranking these out in a week- weekend. And he's been around He's been around forever. Yeah. He's been around for a really long time. So, yeah. Well, like I said, if you can find that documentary, it's, it's really, really interesting. And he's really douchey. He's a real dick. You're shitting me. In that movie, but the people that said that I've met him at conventions in real life say he's just like the greatest dude ever. But he treats, if you go off that documentary, he treats females like absolute garbage. Couldn't um, tell. Yeah. So, um, is the documentary called Papatopoulos? Oh, Papatopoulos, yeah. Okay. Um, see if you can find it. It's not streaming anywhere. I tried to find it again, it was streaming for a long time. But if you can find it somewhere... Uh, it says that you can rent it on Prime. I, I like the description of that uh, documentary. It says uh, another filmmaker follows the follows Jim Wynorski on the set of his softcore, porn, or his softcore film, The Witches of Breastwick. Yep. <coughs> yep. Um, All right, then. Um, and I will just end by saying this is the best acting I've ever seen Tracy Lords do. And I saw Zach and Miriam make a porn. So, oh, that's not a fair comparison. That's a let's go back to let's go back to earlier in her career. If you're talking main, okay, hang on. <laughs> but if you're talking outside of adult films, I mean, look. Sometimes I, I, it then, takes. Then yes, I, then yes, I will agree her, with you. Her character was completely <laughs> unnecessary in this movie. Her and the other detective. Completely she had the name. Though. It she was filler. It, they used it as a way to move scenes. And and you said a name too, Josh, right? Yeah, she was a name in the movie because yeah. nobody else was that I know of. 
Uh, uh, Dominique Swain was, was a pretty big name. Oh, yeah, Dominique Swain was in it, yeah. She wasn't awful. Eh, they were all awful. <laughs> oh, I don't know if there's much more I can say. I can say that we don't have to spoil this movie because it is it is rotten to begin with. Right? <laughs> it's okay. This, will, this to, will not be recommended. <laughs> I want to defend myself super quick. So, well, hang on, before, no, 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 before you do that, let me, I got a few things I do want to say. So, if you've ever wondered what a porn movie looks like without the good stuff, <laughs> consider Shark and Saw, Women's Prison Massacre, <laughs> because that's what you get. All the, all the signs are there. They take you right to it, and then they move on. It's it's a gigantic blue ball of a porn movie is basically what it is. CGI was good for about the first five minutes of the movie, and then it went to shit. I like how the Nothing. sharks burrowed through the ground, but the ground was never dug up after that. Continuity errors left and right. My wife would have had a heyday with this movie because she loves loves picking out continuity errors. Can and we talk about that? Riddled with them. Can we talk about that body super quick? Like when they first go up to the by the, by the canoe. <laughs> that fucking like that was the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Was it CGI or was it just really bad prosthetics? No, there, it was. I, there was I, not. There was no like three D to it. Like I literally think oh. they just like the fucking I, like <laughs> took a picture of it and just like overlaid it. It was. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty horrible. bad. It was horrible. Like they didn't, it was bad. It was an MS Paint or something like that. Like <laughs> it was that fucking level. I mean, they had one point where the shark looked fairly good, and that was at the very beginning. And then when it was that, swimming in the water, good. yeah, when it was swimming in the water, you're like, okay, this could be good. Two minutes later, nope, <laughs> never mind. So, just a, a couple things that I wanted to point out. A, this is called Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. Not once do we see a prison. We see prisoners, but no prison. Couldn't afford it. Poorly named. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's poorly named. You can change it to anything else. Why would you put a prison in there? We have prisoners. I get that. Change it to the women's prisoner massacre. Yeah, it Problem didn't solved. happen at a prison. No, this was all in a swamp, which kudos to him because he found a really cool location. You could do a lot of fun stuff with that. But I do appreciate the uh, recommended prisoner garb of a tank top and cut off jeans. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, I was going to say, the first note that I have on here, Tank tops and Daisy Duke shorts. Perfect women's prison attire. Great choice. <laughs> I really appreciated the cutaway scenes when they're, they haven't shown the sharks fully yet when they're swimming through the water. I love that they were swimming through two-foot deep water. These things are apparently prehistoric, and they're supposed to be massive, but they can swim fully underwater in two-foot deep water. That's because they, they were probably also... burrowing while they were swimming. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Okay, this makes a little more sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah, so what the what the fuck? They have nothing to burrow with. Like if they're <laughs> swimming, their fins can't like be down there like mulling like this. <laughs> I also loved the this is once this is the last note that I took because at this point I just threw the notebook. I was like, this is oh, this is gonna be bad. I love the uh, the prisoner who was worried about the wound that she had. She wanted to go and wash off the wound in the creek, but she wouldn't go to the mud pit or the pit over near the whatever it was because it was too muddy. But she wanted to wash her wound off in the creek, which was also Disgust, muddy. Which was also muddy. How you get tetanus? I, see, 
like I like the I like the woman that decided to show everybody the blood on the tree by wiping her hand on it and then showing everybody. <laughs> Look at the blood. There's so much blood. Oh, and the, the sweet little love story between the, the one prisoner and the, the younger guy after he got eaten when they were trying to run away and she's bawling her head off after having met him like 12 hours ago. Yeah, if even that. If even that. Oh, this was this was a winner. This was a winner. Maddie, defend yourself, please. Okay. So, like, it's no secret that I love trash horror movies. I kind of thought this would be on, like, the level of, like, Lavalantula trash, which, while it was trash, was a good fucking time. It was better than, way better than this. Oh, yeah. So, like, and I watch a lot of, like, trash movies, and so I thought it would kind of be like that. I didn't really know there was a layer below the trash that I like to watch. Like, I kind of thought, like, oh, well, here's, like, Lavalantula and, like, Sharknado and that kind of stuff. I didn't know there was something under there. <laughs> but, um... I mean, this was a good time. I don't really care. You know what? This is also a very progressive movie because, you know, lesbian women and Asian women are really underrepresented in horror movies. <laughs> so- oh, you are stretching, honey. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and, you know, it was just really nice to see that representation. <laughs> From someone who obviously has never spoken to a real woman before that he has not paid. Since I don't really know a lot of porn actresses, even though I worked at an adult video store, I had a hard time picking out who the porn star was in this movie because I was like, well, I think they've all spent some time on that black couch. No offense, but... (laughs) She was the lady detective, if you didn't know Oh, I thought it was like the other lesbian woman. Okay. No, that was that was my first thought, but I went into IMDb just to make sure and nope. Yeah, make sure. You're like, what else has Tracy Lord's been in? I need some <laughs> Zach and Mary make a porno. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As I said, I like some kind of trash, but like this was on a whole nother level. I thought this might be good for a few laughs, which I laughed quite a bit. Even as a comedy, it was not that good. Yeah, no, some of the lines in there, I was just kind of like, what the fuck is this? Um, but as I said, you know, good lesbian and Asian representation. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I guess that's the only oh. thing is, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I will never recommend This movie, movie made me appreciate watching Begotten. I knew you were going to say that. You know, I don't know that I'd go that far. I think I'd watch this before I went back and watch Begotten. Oh, no, no. Okay, I won't recommend another softcore porn movie ever. <laughs> like, no, 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 I'm no. Real you sorry. can recommend softcore porn, just make sure it's actually softcore porn. <laughs> You know what? You're right. You're right, Greg. I really need to, like, we're going to watch Witches of Breastwick next. Perfect. Done. <laughs> we'll spend the entire month of May focusing on Jim Winsaki or whatever his name My is. Winsaki. Thank you. I don't know. Honestly, though, like, I know I shared that movie earlier, The Dick Shark. I think we might have gotten a better, uh, better experience off of fucking that. <laughs> That was made by that Beelzebub guy. I just remember Patrick saying, oh my god, that's the stupidest fucking name when we were talking about that documentary. But, you know, anyway, so I fucked up, and (laughs) if we still did the penalty box, I would be in it for the next 
like six years. And well, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything we, else to no, say. No, you don't have to worry about the penalty box. We just won't let you forget what you've done. That's also fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's worse, like, not being able to pick the movie or, like, every movie I bring up, you're like, this better not have fucking Tracy Lords in it, you asshole. <laughs> Remember that time we watched Sharkinsaw? Sharkinsaw <laughs> Women's Prison Massacre? Uh... You know what, though, like, so I did work at an adult video store for a while. It was, like, my favorite job ever, but my favorite part of it was, like, they had a section of, like, softcore porn, and some of the, like, the ones that try to put a story in it, which who needs that? But like, this honestly could have. <laughs> I know, Josh. We know you love your stories. You want them in horror. You want them in porn. You want them to like build up their character before they get railed, both with a stake or a dick. Like, you just you want a lot out of your production. <laughs> Josh is a deep person, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he needs character development and story development and everything he watches. He'll never make him happy. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, I, I not since 47 meters down on Cage have I seen sharks that look this bad. Could you even see the sharks in this? Well, I mean, like in their full entirety? Because I saw like the top half, but I never saw a mouth. I never that, saw teeth. That is true. They did show teeth, like, close-ups right before they would attack people. Yeah, I'm not counting that. And then it would cut to black. <laughs> That's production value, baby. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's rate this thing and get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, I don't want to. Can we please skip this part? <laughs> oh, we rate on three categories. The fun factor, the gore score, and the overall, and would you recommend to a friend? No, you would not. So... Fun factor. One. Maddie, what do you give it? Uh, you know, one, this wasn't fun. It's not the fun trash. It's just garbage. <laughs> it just stinks. It's been sitting out in the sun. <laughs> Josh, what do you got? I'm going to give it a two. One for the movie and one for the fun discussion that it uh, brought to the podcast today. So it gets a two from me. That's fair. <laughs> okay. I will give it a one and a half. Half for the movie, one for the discussion. I like your I like your your description there, Josh. So I'll roll with that too. So one and a half for me. The gore score. Maddie, what oh, do you got? Patrick. Patrick did not give a score, did he? Yeah, I, I I yelled out one right away. Oh, did you? Okay. I don't count CGI gore as gore, so this gets uh we can't give it a zero, so it's getting a point five. <laughs> Josh, what do you got? Yeah, I mean it's gonna go one for me. Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> It's a one. I'm going to give it a two for one reason alone. Look at the blood. The blood on the tree. Look at the blood on the tree. And then the also blood the on girl, my hand. Also the girl missing her leg as she miraculously crawled back to the stairs at the cabin. God. <laughs> I'm going to make... Two. I'm going to direct a movie and you guys are going to star in it. I'm going to make y'all wear Daisy Dukes and tank tops. How does that sound? We're going to call it the... Right. Nebraska women's or men's prison massacre. It, it better be like those real <laughs> like the back. Your ass cheek is hanging out the back. You know Not that's the- that's between you and the jeans. Um, but the sharks are gonna like go through the cornfields. They're gonna be corn sharks. It's gonna be great. corn sharks. <laughs> <laughs> they can only smell the corn rash. Yeah, it'll be a soft All corn right. movie. God damn it! <laughs> I was bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, overall, and would you recommend? I'd recommend this to like a 13-year-old boy who couldn't get his hands on like real porn, I guess. That's what the, internet... the hot tub scene and that's all you get. Yeah, like here you go. <laughs> Watch uh, this on repeat. <laughs> I'm going to have to give this like a one. It's pretty bad. Josh? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a one, because even as a 13-year-old boy, I don't think I could have done anything in that movie. <laughs> the Spice no Network was far, more, it was far more advanced than this movie was. Patrick, what do you got? This movie is not a horror movie in any way, shape, or form. It gets a one. And, I, and, even, a, and even a softcore, it gets a one. I'd get harder <laughs> thinking of my mom than thinking about this movie. <laughs> Wow. Hey, okay, so Patrick, when we do the uh the end of the year like bits that we pull out of this year, can can we do that this year? Yeah, sure. That was awesome. <laughs> I give it a one as well. I do not recommend this to a friend. That is the end. Do not watch Shark and Saw, Massacre, Women's Prison, whatever bullcrap it is. And when we're done with the quarantine, tune in to see me get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody have anything they want to plug before we get the heck out of here? Um, if anyone needs their coffee fix, Amateur Coffee in Omaha is um, doing delivery, um, like delivery of their coffee, and you can also get curbside to go. They are 100% vegan, and they are great, and their coffee is delicious. Oh, cool. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, make sure you're shopping local. Make sure you're staying at home. Stay at home. I had to make a run to Lowe's yesterday. The Lowe's parking lot was packed. Me too. It was ridiculous at Lowe's. Ten percent of the people were wearing masks, and I just I'm blown away. Like yeah. we're going to be in this for the rest of the year. Yeah, you know we kind of talked about this last week. Uh, we may be preaching to the choir, but you know what? Wearing masks is not about keeping you from getting the virus. If you don't give a crap about getting the virus, that's fine. You got to think about the other people, the people who can't get the virus because they will they will die from it. I happen to be at a high risk for this thing. And when people are being made fun of or threatened because they're wearing a fucking mask, I mean, shame on you. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you should all be at home watching Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. (laughs) Yes. It's the only allowable time. (laughs) The only allowable time that you can, you cannot legally leave your house. And that's the only time you can watch this movie. (laughs) All right. If that is all we got, Patrick, take us home. Yes, if you are a fan of the Midnight Frightcast, and we know that you are, make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you are listening to us on, and make sure that you rate and review us. You can also find us on all of these social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look for Midnight Frightcast. And then finally, check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. We should get a TikTok page. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck TikTok is. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right closing us out we are the midnight Frightcast. this has been episode number 80 jump back uh next week we will do another movie i think i'm picking this week and i may have to double check my pick to make sure it's actually worth a watch uh i am greg the movie guy with patrick uh doctor who does everything else screw that up maggie the scream queen josh the country singer who likes to watch only two you only got two josh <laughs> we will see you next time friends Hi, everybody. Bye.